Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Donald Novis, Bill Thompson, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Embraceable You. of fall house cleaning and moving, there's a question that probably has occurred to a great many of you. It's this. Is there anything I can do now that will make my house work easier throughout the year and at the same time add greater beauty to my home? Well, there is an answer to that question, and here it is. Take full advantage of the many uses for genuine Johnson's wax. You may be using Johnson's paste or liquid wax now on your floors. If you are, then you know how much easier it is to keep the floors clean and how much more beautiful they become with every waxing. You know that floor scrubbing is done away with. The dust and dirt cannot stick to a Johnson Wax surface. You should know, then, that you can save more work, make your home more beautiful, by applying that same wax to many other things. Furniture and woodwork, for example, and windowsills. Leather articles like uh, luggage and book covers. Parchment lampshades and picture frames. Even your enameled refrigerator and pantry shelves. Do a little experimenting with Johnson's Wax in your home. You'll quickly realize its labor-saving possibilities. Approaching the McGee home tonight. Yes, here he is. He checks the house number, 79 Westful Vista, with a slip of paper in his hand, and... Aha! Opportunity knocks. And here in the living room, all unaware that destiny is pointing a well-manicured finger at them, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. There's somebody at the door. Maybe it's the wolf. Oh. Why, it couldn't be. He knows us well enough to walk right in. <laughs> McGee, are you going to answer that door, or am I? I'll play a game around me to see who answers it. All right, you set up the card table. Oh, no, you set up the card table. Flip your coin to see who sets up the card table. Okay. <laughs> Dad ratted, I ain't got a coin. Oh, dear, I'll go. Yes? How do you do? Is this the Fibber McGee residence? Yes, it is. Is Mr. McGee at home? Yes, he is. May I see him, please? Yes, you may. <laughs> McGee, put your shoes on. A gentleman to see you. If he's a gentleman, he wouldn't notice I got him off. Just step in, sir. Thank you. Are you Fibber McGee? Well, that's how I'm known locally, bud. Though during the Boxer Rebellion in China, I was known as Ping Fui Hao, the hero of Choi Mu. 
They gave me that name in the campaign of 1902 when I penetrated the interior of King Hoy with a cake of ice on my head. Cake of ice on your head? Yeah, I was disguised as a coolie. <laughs> well, sir, I said to the... McGee, why don't you see what the gentleman wants? And I don't think he wants any of that. Huh? Oh, excuse me, bud. Uh, but whenever I meet anybody from China, it kind of brings back the good old days. Ah, uh, the good... How long since you've been there? Uh, been where? Why, in China. I've never been in China. Didn't you just tell me you were the hero of Choi Mu in the Boxer Rebellion? That was you, dearie. Huh? Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> well, uh, what can I do for you, bud? Mr. McGee, would you be interested in making $500? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Oh, heavenly day. He went right through the chair. Yes. Get up off the floor, dearie, and answer the gentleman. <laughs> Did you say 500 bucks, Buck? 500 dollars. Well, I must say it's a very interesting proposition. I haven't told you what the proposition is. You mentioned 500 bucks, Bud. The rest of it is mere detail. <laughs> well, perhaps I'd better introduce myself. I am Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Oh, I'm glad to know you, Throcky. Well, what's it all about? Simply this, McGee. Yes? I have what is probably the most complete and valuable collection of autographs in the world. Uh-huh. But I lack one signature to make it just 100% up to date. Yes? The man who gets me that signature, I'll pay $500. Oh, my. For $500, we'll get Ferdinand the Bull to write his name on the head of a pin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's very good, yeah, Ferdinand. <laughs> but a bull can't write. Uh-huh. Make it 550 and we'll teach him. <laughs> How'd you happen to come to me, Bob? Well, I was making inquiries. Yes? I was looking for a man with nerve and ingenuity. I see. A man who's not easily discouraged. A man with persistence and stick-to-itiveness. Well, that's me, Rocky. I got more stick-to-itiveness than chewing gum on a dance floor. Why, even as a kid, I was noted for my persistency, Bud. No matter how ugly things looked, I was always in there plugging. Yes? Plug Ugly McGee, I was known as in them days. Plug Ugly McGee, the ping-pong top of persistency with a passionate pride for trying, probing, peeking, and poking into perfection problems, poo-pooing personal perils when periodically penetrating the private practices of public personalities planning on plucking the public purse, and perennially popular as the personification of perseverance from the pound and pulse of the proud Pacific to the... Well, was I terrific? So you really think you're the man to handle this for me, do you, McGee? You betcha, bud. I'm a go-getter. A go-getter, eh? How about that, Mrs. McGee? Is he a go-getter? Oh, he certainly is a go-getter. You bet I'm a go-getter. All you gotta do is tell me whose autograph you want, bud. Well, it's public enemy number one, Killer Canova the Gangster. Oh! My goodness, oh. Davey, he's fainted. Is there a doctor in the neighborhood? No, but there's a trained nurse next door. Shall I go get her? Yes, go get her. <laughs> Thank you.
was swell, Billy Mills. What's that smell, McGee? This is the gas house district, Molly. Killer Canova lives around here someplace. Say, tell me, dearie. Why were you so upset about getting Killer Canova's autograph? Well, he's the toughest guy in the country, Molly. He's killed 82 people. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, then why don't they arrest him? <laughs> they did, three times. Twice for double parking and once for spitting on the sidewalk. Well, they'll catch up with him sooner or later. You betcha. All he has to do is kill 14 more people and they'll put him in jail for evading his income tax. Boy, this sure is a tough-looking neighborhood. Oh, I don't know, McGee. It seems real quiet to me. Oh, you think it does, eh? Yeah, yeah. sure it does. Why, look, even the policemen walk around two by two. They have so little to do, they get lost. Hey! Heavenly day. Hey, what the... Who? Hey, what's going on here, bud? Oh, nothing. Us guys from the Spadula gang uses that old building across the street for bank robbery practice, see? Oh. Yeah, that way we... How was that, Coach? That was better, Joey. (laughs) 24 seconds from stick up to getaway. But watch them signals. Uses weak on interference. And we gotta have a substitute for Bumpsy. Any harness bullet intercept him in the first minute of play. Okay, Coach. That all for today? Yeah, join in your guns and meet me at the pool room for skull practice. Sure, Coach. Yeah. Okay. My, my. It looks like you were right, dearie. This isn't what I would call a real peaceful neighborhood. I'll say it ain't. Look at the sign on that blacksmith shop. Ah. Come in and try on a new fall vest. Tailored by Hart Schaffner and Bethlehem Steel. <laughs> I tell you, Molly, that this district is tougher than a lamb shop on a blue plate special. Oh, <laughs> not that, McGee. Well, let's get busy here. Okay. Where does Killer Canova live? Search me, but he ought to be easy to find. We'll ask somebody. He's probably li- Hey there, kids. Want to buy some stolen perfume? Any hot first? Oh, hello there, daughter. Hello, Johnny. What you doing down here? Why, hello there, Mr. Oldtimer. Aren't you ashamed of yourself trying to sell us stolen goods? Hey! Never mind that, old-timer. Maybe you can tell us where to locate this killer, Canova. Uh, we want to get him to play ball with us for an autograph. KC at the bat, you might say. Uh. <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I hear it. Oh. The way I hear it, one feller says, Charlie feller, say, says, her name, killer, killer, who? Killer Canova? Oh, no, you don't, Johnny. Count me out. That fella don't give autographs. He gives epitaphs. Excuse me, I I gotta see a doctor about my face. It talks too much. Heavenly days, McGee. Did you see his face turn white when you mentioned Canova's name? Yeah. Why, he was scared to death. Seems to be a slight nervousness in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the police have been down here. Yeah. Kicking the gang around. (laughs) That hurts. (laughs) You know, Molly, I think the government needs more yeast in its dough. That 500 bucks looks smaller to me every minute. I have a notion to give up the... Oh, hello there, little girl. Hi, mister. Hey, listen, sis, this this is a bad district for little girls like you. You better run on home. Hmm? I says you better skip along home. I can, I betcha. I got business down here. (laughs) I see. What business? Well, it's a moving picture, my dolly and I want to see, and this is the only neighborhood we can see it in, I betcha. Oh, I see. (laughs) What picture is it? 
the Wizard of Oz. Oh. It's a double future. Feature? Hmm? It ain't double future, it's double feature. Why? Dad read it because it is, that's why. Future means something that ain't here yet. It is too, I betcha. It started yesterday. <laughs> oh, well, let it go. Okay, after we see it. What other picture are you going to see? Well, it... Hmm? I says, what's the other picture in the double feature? There isn't any, I betcha. Well, then it can't be a double feature if there's only one picture. Oh, yes, it can. Oh, no, it can't. Oh, yes, it can. Oh, no, it can't. Oh, can't it? <laughs> no. Hmm? Look, sis, the Wizard of Oz is only one picture. So how do you figure you're seeing a double feature? Well, gee, I'm taking my dolly, and I bet you don't make any difference whether two people see one picture or one people see two pictures. So long, mister. Oh, we're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. And here he is, the wizard of witch, the bitter wizard was. The bitter, the bitter wizard was. The wizard of Oz is one because, 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 because. Theory. Look, I got an idea. Well, shake your head. Maybe it'll go away. <laughs> no, listen. Why does old Gildersleeve want Killer Canova's autograph? Because he didn't have it, foolish. Exactly. And if he ain't got it, he don't know what it looks like. What's to prevent us from McGee, just taking... McGee, are you suggesting that we fake a signature and sell it for $500? Why, Molly, that's dishonest. <laughs> certainly is. Yeah. On the other hand, it's pretty practical. Why, just think we could take... Oh, look, McGee. Huh? My, here comes a man running down the street in his BVD. Go on. That's a tracksuit. That's some guy in training. Hey, Buck, come here. Hello, pal. Hello, babe. What are you doing around here? Oh, it's Mr. Wilcox. What are you doing here? Oh, I was born and raised in this neighborhood. Ah, uh -huh. you hear that, Molly? I always says Wilcox came from the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> you should talk, dearie. Huh? Your mother told me you'd have learned to walk a year sooner if the ties hadn't been so far apart. <laughs> so this is your old neighborhood, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, I like to come back once in a while and mix it up with the old gang. A bunch of my old pals is fighters down here, and I trains with them. Oh. oh, heavenly days. I should think polishing floors and linoleum would give you enough exercise. Nah, there's nothing to that. That's kid stuff. Oh. Why, with Johnson's self-polish and glow coat, there ain't any work at all. <laughs> you led with your chinoleum that time. <laughs> well, go on, Cuddles. Stare into it. <laughs> Well, you see, it's this way. With Johnson's glow coat, you just pour a few drops onto linoleum, spread it around with the long-handled applier, and that's all there is to it. And when it dries, it sparkles like a chorus girl's eyes at a $10 table de haute. Oh. Why, it's so easy, I get out of condition. I get soft, see? So I comes down here to work out with the boys. Oh. Well, if you're acquainted down here, Mr. Wilcox, maybe you can tell us where Killer Canova lives. Killer Canova? Oh, excuse me. I gotta finish my road work before I cools off. And I just had a chill. Goodbye now. Imagine that.
get that, Molly? You mentioned Killer Canova's name around here, and everybody clams up like a bowl of chowder. Well, say, now, listen. Let's sit down on the steps of this house and uh, think this thing out. Okay. Uh, now, now, the first thing we got to do, Molly, is to... Oh, my. A street singer. You who, Mr. Street Singer? Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, bud. Can you tell us where Killer Canova lives? Yeah, but I ain't talking, see? Oh, all right. If you won't talk, will you sing? Certainly. Nobody can hang nothing on me for that. <laughs> Looks something like Don Novus, don't he, Mom? Yes, he does. What do you want me to sing, brother? I'd like to hear you sing The Lamp is Low. Okay, shall I sing it plain or with hot wicks? <laughs> we'll take it plain, Cy. <laughs> Bud, and I can't get over how much you look like a friend of ours, Donald Nova. Gee, that's funny. You look like some pals of mine, too. Philip McGee and Molly. <laughs> it's a small world, Amy. <laughs> yes, it is. Almost too small for comfort. Good night. Good night. <laughs> well, come on, dearie. Get up off of those steps. Let's get going. Oh, gee, Molly, let's sit here and rest a while. We ain't bothered. Uh-oh, here comes somebody out of the house. I beg your pardon. You're trespassing, you know. Well, uh, we're very sorry, sir. I shouldn't have mentioned it, madam, except that strangers lurking about make the master extremely known. <laughs> okay, bud. We'll go. But speaking of lurking, uh, maybe you can tell us where to lurk for a guy named Killer Canova. This is Mr. Canova's residence, sir. Oh, oh my gosh. Heavenly days. Are you Mr. Canova? No, madam. I'm Mr. Canova's personal servant. I lay out the clothes he likes in the morning and the people he doesn't like in the evening. <laughs> Oh, 
May I ask what you wanted with Mr. Canova? <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. Listen, Jeeves, or Jarvis, or whatever your name is, uh, pop in and ask the killer to give us his autograph, will you? Yes, uh, tell him it means a great deal to us. Oh, I'm very sorry, but what you ask is impossible. Mr. Canova never gives his autograph. <laughs> oh, come on, bud. There's ten bucks in it for you, if you do. I beg your pardon, are you trying to bribe me? Yes, we are. Shrewd judges of character, if I may say so, madam. <laughs> Will you make it 25? <laughs> okay, bud, 25. Thank you, sir. I shall do my best. If you continue to dilly-dally about for a few moments in the vicinity, I shall report my progress. May I add, however, that I'm not extremely optimistic. Thank you very much. <laughs> boy, boy, oh boy. Hot dog, Molly. Looks like we're in 500 bucks. 475, McGee. Oh, well, what's the difference? Ah, there, my dear. Lovely evening, isn't it? Or is it? Certainly is. How do you do, Mr. Boomer? Hi, Boomer. Hello, saucepan. If we were in the woods, I would ask what you were doing in this neck of them. Say, uh, we've been hired to get Killer Canova's autograph, Mr. Boomer. Yeah, and we just bribed his valet 25 bucks to get it for us. That's all. I think I could have sold you one for 15. You could? No, oh, it ain't too late, Boomer. Where, where'd you got it? Well, I have it right here in my pocket somewhere. Jenny Wine Killer Canova autograph. Came across it in the files when I was a trustee. Uh, trustee. <laughs> now, let me see. Where did I put that autograph? Autograph, autograph. Here's a small tube of library paste. In case I ever want to stick around home and read. <laughs> Invitation to an alumni dinner party. Ah, yes. A middle-aged spread, you might say. <laughs> now, please, Mr. Boomer, the autograph, if any. Oh, yes, the autograph. Have it right here someplace. Here's a small box of stench bombs. Break one if you like. It won't be noticed on this program. <laughs> Strawberry lollipop. Hello, suckers. <laughs> and check for short beer. Well, well, imagine that. No autographs. Must be in my trunk in the manager's office at my hotel. <laughs> well, good day, my dear. Good day, Mugwump. Hey, Molly, I just thought of something. What, again? What if Killer Canova finds out we tried to bribe his valet? Well, what if he does? Well, I... Uh, well, well, shut... That's what I say. What if he does? I don't care if he is public enemy number one. If he comes out and gets tough with me, you know what I'll do? I certainly do. Well, what of it? I'll wait for you at the corner. <laughs> oh, why, why, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? So nice to see you. How do you do, Mrs. Uppington? And Mr. McGee, how do you do? Hi, Effie. Heavenly days, Mrs. Uppington. Isn't this rather a tough neighborhood to find you in? Oh, not a bit, my dear. You see, we club women take groups of children from every section in the city and teach them constructive things, uh, such as folk dancing and basket weaving. Oh, not really. <laughs> well, now, isn't that useful? Particularly the basket weaving. You know, Mrs. Uppington, I was on my way to a party once. The fireman's ball, I think it was. And I suddenly felt if I could only weave a basket, I would be a great social success. Very, how dreadfully interesting. Well, now, if you can believe it, Mrs. Uppington, I stopped right there in the street, grabbed a handful of green and yellow twigs, and wove a little basket. Oh, what'd you do with it, Molly? Well, on the way, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, how very amusing. <laughs> well, I must be 
be going. I must take these phonograph records down to my little class in music appreciation. Oh, what records are they, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, they are by some of the greatest masters. Now, let me see. Here is one by Arthur Shaw, Thomas and James Dorsey, Glenn Miller, oh, and Theodore Weems. Robert Crosby and Benjamin Goodman. Oh, here is even one by a nobleman, Count Basie. That's a pretty hot bunch of classics, Uppy. And you're smart not to mess around with them jitterbugs like Stokowski. Oh, I'm so, I'm so glad you approve of my selection. Personally, I'm afraid I'm, I'm not too musical, although I adore the violin. Oh, but it was spoiled for me when I heard that violin music was merely the result of dragging the tail of a horse across the interior of a cat. <laughs> Isn't that a horrible conception? <laughs> oh, nice and so nice seeing you. Oh, well, oh, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Well, as I always says, Molly, that socially this world is like a hunk of pie. There's an upper crust, a lower crust, and they both make mince meat of the middle part. You see? You take the upper crust and put it... Hold it, hold it, McGee. Okay. Put the philosophy back in the bag. Here comes the man from Killicanova. Uh-oh. I beg your pardon, madam. Here's a note for Mr. Canova for you. <laughs> Hot dog. Now, did you get the autograph, bud? May I suggest you read the note, sir? Okay. What does he say, McGee? Oh, listen. Killer Canova don't give nobody no autograph. This means you. This is final. Beat it. And don't bother me no more. See? Signed, Killer Canova. Oh, yeah? Why, that dirty little sneak insulting us, huh? He can't do that to us. I'll say he can't. This for him, bud. Oh, I say, may I ask the object in tearing up the note? Certainly you may ask. That's just to show what we think of him and his threat. But I understood, madam, that you wished his signature. Well, we did. What was the matter with the one you had? Huh? Where? On the note, madam. He signed it, huh? I believe. Oh, heavenly what? day. So he did. Oh. McGee, you've ruined it. You, you mean that note was his? That was his signature? Oh. Oh, what did I do that for? I, oh, oh, come on, Molly. Don't, don't take it so hard. Don't cry. I'm not crying. I'm shivering. You just tore up a new fur coat. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Shaw. Oh, quite. Liver and Molly will be back in just a moment. What seven-letter word spells America's fastest-selling number one floor polish? It's G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. Johnson's Glow Coat. The popularity of Glow Coat is increasing every day, and more and more women discover what a satisfactory product it really is. Glow Coat is as easy to use as any floor polish you can buy. You simply put it on your floor, and in 20 minutes it dries to a beautiful hard polish without any rubbing or buffing. That's why Glow Coat is called self-polishing. But easy to use is only part of the story. It's because Glow Coat gives such complete satisfaction every time that women tell their friends about it. Try self-polishing glow coat on your kitchen linoleum and on varnished wood floors, too. It saves you work, makes floors easy to keep clean, and greatly adds to their beauty. Folks, this is Thurman McGee and Molly saying goodnight for us and Johnson's Wax until next week. Incidentally, Molly, I'll say so long to you, too, for a week or so. Why, McGee? Where are you going? Oh, I've been called to New York. Oh. I have to be there tomorrow. I'm on a committee of ten to consider ways and means of combating red activities in America. Well, a committee mm -hmm. of ten. Who's the other nine? The New York Yankees. 
Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, Racine, Wisconsin, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night at this same time. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs> <laughs>